and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. I'm Jay. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about some of the news topics from across the country, starting with our first story regarding ex-Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra's special prison treatment is under heavy protest. The Students and People's Network for Thailand Reform, led by Khun Pichit, is escalating protests against the perceived preferential treatment of former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra, who has been staying in a hospital beyond the allowed period without imprisonment. Starting February the 2nd, they plan an indefinite sit-in outside the government house, joining forces with other groups. This follows earlier demonstrations demanding judicial uh, fairness in Texans' case. They aim to petition the Supreme Court to investigate the National Anti-Corruption Commission's handling of Texans' case, needing 20,000 signatures before Texans' potential parole on February the 22nd. Doubts are raised about the legality of Texans' hospital stay, unique among prisoners. A NIDA survey suggests that issues may not significantly impact the government or lead to mass protests, but Pichet and other warn it could catalyze public scrutiny on the government and potentially spark a political crisis. Uh, yeah, special treatment for politicians. Who knew? Like, uh, this is yeah. something that's rampant around the world. But it's become a focal point here because it was such a big deal yeah. for Tuxin to return to Thailand and sort of face his charges and his punishment. And so far, it seems yeah. like there's no punishment. And it's quite a contrast with, especially mm. like when the protests were happening and mm. all the leaders of the protest groups were put into prison. You know, they oh, were yeah. on hunger strikes mm. and, and they went through it all. And then here comes Section Shinawatra in his special hospital. Prison. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's a marked contrast. Yeah, that's it, for it, sure. People are mainly talking about like you know, are the symptoms exaggerated? Oh, Is yeah. he really that sick? Who knows? Don't know. <laughs> Allegedly, Alex. But a lot of people are guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of speculation, there is a lot of speculation surrounding the uh, rumored sale of the Miss Universe organization. So, yeah, rumors are circulating that uh, Kun Chakapong, or Anne, the CEO of JKN Global Group and the owner of the Miss Universe organization, might sell her beauty pageant enterprise to a Mexican entrepreneur. These speculations were fueled by an upcoming major announcement titled Miss Universe New Era in New York. In response, Anne submitted a letter to the Stock Exchange of Thailand's board, clarifying that the company is seeking investors with the necessary knowledge, capability, and resources to fulfill its management plan and develop the potential of Miss Universe. No final decision on the sale has been made yet, but the company is in discussions with potential investors and is analyzing investment proposals. The announcement has sparked excitement among beauty pageant fans, leading to widespread speculation and anticipation for the future of the Miss Universe organization. And if you are into beauty pageants, you can also check out Miss Fabulous, where the tiger's very own zombie is competing. Yay! Woo! Uh, but yeah, Miss Universe organization has changed hands a few times. Mm -hmm. Started off in Donald Trump's hands, yeah, and uh, now it's over in Thai hands now. Potentially moving on to Mexico, who knows? But it seems like they're trying to squash that speculation mm. uh, because that might scare off other investors. Well, especially mm. because it was such big news, and they were so mm. proud, and you know, it was like a lot of noise around that. So it's mm -hmm. also kind of quite, perhaps, slightly embarrassing to sell it so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how like, how do they make so much money? I guess it's just advertising rights and things like Universe, that. Universe, I'm yeah. guessing, yeah. There has to, I mean, the prestige is there, but uh, I, I, I don't know how the money works with these kinds of things. Well, and people, I think, nowadays have mixed feelings about beauty pageants. You know, the world's very different now. I suppose, but I also feel like there's a resurgence, too. Like, especially with the other, like, you know, Miss, there's Miss Supernational, Miss Fabulous. There's a lot of smaller time pageants that are bubbling up 
catering to more niche crowds. So I think that there is still plenty of market, but mm. something like Miss Universe is a little too traditional uh, without sort of uh, catering to these new audiences. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Hold on. One second. Mm -mm. On to our next story. Uh, this is regarding a Thai grocery store which was busted for selling illegal bottles of Kratom. Mm. <laughs> in Phuket, a significant police operation led to the arrest of Kun Somsak, a 44-year-old grocery store owner, for possessing 315 bottles of illegal Kratom water. The arrest on January the 20th uh, followed an intelligence tip about the sale of this illicit drink to local youths. Police found 300 large bottles and 15 smaller bottles of boiled Kratom juice, along with more of the substance in the store's freezer, during a raid in the Mu 5 district of Ratsara. Somsak confessed to producing and selling the juice at varying prices based on size. He was charged at the Puka City Police Station for selling boiled Gratom extract without permission, violating the Food Act of 1979. Mm. While Gratom leaves are legal in Thailand for medicinal purposes, producing and selling Gratom extracts without a permit remains illegal. This case highlights the ongoing enforcement uh, efforts against illicit substances in Thailand. So the reason this is interesting is because Kratom is becoming very popular in the West. It's becoming sort of mm. like an interesting, different uh, alternative substance for whatever reason, right? It's got a lot yeah. of history and cultural context mm. here. doesn't really in the West. However, it is super dangerous. That's why it is super regulated and everybody goes around. And you, you still have these underground operations mm. boiling and making this illegal version yeah. of it because it's so much stronger. And it actually, like, hurts people. People can, like, be very sick consuming this stuff. So that's why it's a very controlled market. And uh, people doing this. And who are they selling to? Kids. Youths. Something Youths. like that. So it's definitely something that needs to be, you know, looked at, I think. Because uh, it's basically drug dealing. <laughs> You're a cartel. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, uh, moving on from that story. So uh, a tourist in Thailand uh, survived a brush with death in the form of a box jellyfish. Mm. Mm. So an Australian woman, uh, Zoe Cahill, survived a severe box jellyfish attack near Koh Phangan, uh, leaving her hospitalized for over a month. The 23-year-old from Queensland on her first solo trip to Southeast Asia experienced the attack while swimming near Zen Beach. She described the sting as feeling like electricity shooting through her body. Despite making it back to shore with the help of adrenaline, she collapsed and turned blue, but was promptly aided by bystanders who used vinegar and CPR. Cahill was transferred from, uh, from the local hospital in Kopanyang to Kosamui for specialized care. The incident left her with extensive scarring, but she expresses gratitude for being alive. Now back in Australia, Cahill is raising awareness about the dangers of jellyfish, particularly in light of recent Itokanji stings off the Queensland coast. Horrifying, right? Absolutely like, horrifying. I've I swam in those waters, have you? <laughs> I never knew that that's how it would look like. Oh, yeah. Like... An electric shock underwater. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those scars show that, like, they don't mess with jellyfish, man. I mean, Not at jellyfish. all. I mean, how do you know, though? You're just swimming in there. I've been out there in those waters before. Yeah. So, like, that's something that could have easily happened to me. So, it's I've pretty terrible. I've heard terrifying. about people getting stung by jellyfish, but I always mm -hmm. thought it would be, like, fairly harmless. Was this just one jellyfish or just like, a swarm of jellyfish? No, no, no. This, so, this is a box jellyfish. A box oh, jellyfish okay. is a particularly dangerous. I it's, see. like, the most deadly kind of jellyfish, okay. basically. So, there's tons of jellyfish. Yeah. I've been stung plenty of times down there, uh, but mostly harmless. Like, I do get mm. those little the lines. 
Like uh-huh. the, those things still pop up, but okay. uh, certainly not hospitalized for okay. a month or whatever. Well, we're, so, we're, we're glad girl. she's in good health. Yeah, yeah. raising right. awareness, yeah. just like us. All <laughs> right, so. well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to our last story today, which is regarding a mysterious red pocket left in subway station sparks intrigue. Yeah, it's a weird one. <laughs> uh, a mysterious red envelope found near Ueno. Okachimachi subway station in Tokyo. Yeah, we're going to Tokyo, sorry. <laughs> sparked significant <laughs> online intrigue after being photographed and shared on Twitter. The envelope resembling a traditional monetary gift with the Chinese character for double happiness, commonly used in weddings, was initially thought to be harmless. However, the post went viral as the Japanese netizens quickly identified it, it as part of a Taiwanese ghost wedding tradition. According to this belief, picking up such an envelope signifies an agreement to to marry a spirit in the afterlife. Social media users <laughs> warned the finder about the envelope's om- ominous meaning, suggesting that one could decline this ghostly proposal by placing money in the envelope with a wish for the spirit to find someone more suitable. This unusual and somewhat eerie find left many online users both fascinated and alarmed. All right, so I brought this one in because there was a recent movie that was very popular online called uh, Marry My Dead Body. Which was exactly this premise. Oh. So it's a very strange, uh, it was pretty popular on Thai Netflix, and uh, it's it's a very strange tradition where if you see one of those red pockets, right, on the ground, and you pick it up, you are not supposed to, okay? Red pockets are supposed to be given to you, so if you pick one up off the ground, a ghost has given it to you. And now you are required to marry that ghost. Unless you pay it money. Unless you give it more money and say, hey, maybe find someone else. But that might not work. You've already yeah. picked it up. Like, uh, that's technically ghost divorce, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. it is a funny little... Uh, I, I just think it's interesting, all these weird Asian superstitions that are taken very seriously. Yeah. Hey, I <laughs> like, mean, like, note to self, I'm never picking up a red envelope. Superstition or not, I just don't need that in my life. I'm good. Dude, before I saw that movie, I definitely would have. But now I am ascribing uh, to that superstition. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, those are some of the stories from across Thailand today. There's more stories, of course, on thetiger.com. Uh, that's it from us. 